1: Yep! Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. And if you want more shows every week on Thursdays, we release an extra show on the website for members only. So if you want more of The Confessionals, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Now, we got a great show planned for you today, but before we get into it, I want to let everybody know that a few weeks ago, I announced that me and my father were going to be launching a new podcast called Hammer Lane Legends, very similar format to The Confessionals, where we're going to be talking to people who drive for a living, truck drivers, EMTs, police officers, firemen, bus drivers, anybody who has wild, crazy experiences is that they've been through on the road. They're going to be coming on Hammerlane Legends and telling their stories to the whole world. Mark it on your calendars and go ahead and subscribe today. It's available on all your podcast playing apps and there's a trailer sitting there waiting for you so you know what you're getting into on March 3rd, 2020. Now today we got a great show planned for you. We have Nick coming on the show and Nick's going to share some of his paranormal experiences that he's been through throughout his whole life. But we actually kind of connected some dots for Nick at one point when we were talking about the experience he had as a kid where he saw these soldiers in his home. But also later on in his life, he had some paranormal experiences that were kind of, well, really nerve wracking. And so we're going to get into it right now with Nick. Let's go. (music) All right, today we have Nick on the show, and a little bit later we're going to be having Nick's wife come on the show with Nick to talk about some things that they've been experiencing together, uh, but things kind of, for Nick at least, all started in his childhood. Nick, when I was reading your email, uh, it sounded like you lived in a haunted home of some kind when you were a kid. Uh, before we get going on that, Nick, how you doing?
2: <laughs> doing great, Tony. Great. Uh, I'm really excited that uh, you know I get the opportunity to, to share my story with you, man.
1: Yeah, man, I'm excited to have you on and stuff. And uh, it's always nice to be able to have, um, you know, a couple come on and, and tell their story together sometimes, because uh, sometimes some people remember certain details than others and you get different mm-hmm. perspectives and vantage points. And so uh, it should be a good time. So, so why don't you just kind of get us going here a little bit with the start of your childhood, really, and having these experiences in your parents' home?
2: Well, I, I was about five, um, maybe six years old. And it happened, uh, I was living in Louisiana at the time. And, um, and when I say in the woods, we were like deep woods. Um, and I remember going to bed an evening, and I'll give you a visual basically of the trailer where I, my room, uh, to where it'll make more sense. My room was separated by a bathroom between me and my parents' room. And I remember my mom putting me to bed, and I'm laying in the bed. She tells me good night. she goes on ahead and, goes into the room uh, with my dad, and when I looked over, they had a nightlight in the bathroom, and I could almost see like an image of something in the bathroom, and I I just kept focusing on that, and being a kid, my mind was kind of racing, and um, as I I stared a little bit more into it, I started to see like uh, a shadowy image of like a person, you know, starting to show up in the bathroom. And I kept focusing. I was not startled at the time by it. And then I realized it started to have multiple images of people where there was like, I would say maybe nine or 10 images of just people in a line. And the next thing I know, it's like everything went from being blurry to more detail to where I could actually see, you could see the faces and it looked like. They were wearing almost like military clothes from back in, I don't even know what to say timeline, but way back in the day. Like when they didn't have the, um, the uniforms they have of today, they're talking like maybe Civil War type uniforms. And I still didn't freak out until, like, just all at once, they all turned and looked my direction. Well, Tony, when they looked my direction, I freaked out. I mean, I can still remember the images um, it, it was just spooked me out. So I screamed, I'm like, mom, you know, screaming from my mom, she comes into the uh, room and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, there's people in the bathroom. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, I see people in the bathroom. And she's like, baby, there's nobody in the bathroom. She turned the light on. Sure enough, nobody in there. So she went back and laid back down, turned the lights off. Well, then I started looking up and I had two pictures of uh, a little boy and a girl, and they're in like a rocker, and one of them sitting on the ground reading uh, a little book. And I was just staring off once again at the pictures, and it looked like all of a sudden, like they started like morphing, as in like changing, almost not melting, but you know, like kind of moving and stuff. And that freaked me out once again. So I screamed again. By this time, my mom was getting frustrated. And she's like, there's nothing. You're going to be okay. It's no problems. So it freaked me out, just to say, you know, and I know when I was a kid that that kind of stuff will happen uh, to some kids, you know, but just being spooked out by something. Well, time went by and I noticed when I'd go, you know, like maybe a couple of days or might've been a week later, I was in the living room during the daytime and I could hear like voices, you know, When I I was sitting down playing on the floor <clears throat> and I can remember hearing voices. I'm like, I couldn't make out what it was saying. It was almost like it was mumbling and it just kept on and kept on where well, I would turn around. And of course, I tell my mom at this time, my mom's probably thinking I'm, something's wrong with me, <laughs> but she just said, well, you know, it's going to be okay, baby. No problem. It's just, you know, you're hearing things, you know, something in the background, no worries. Well, I could hear like whispering in my ear and over and over, it was just like, it would spook me out. So that passed. Well, a couple months, I guess, down the road, uh, there was a hallway that that goes to my parents' room and I was in my, I was dreaming actually, sleeping and dreaming. And uh, I woke up and it was something before I woke up, I'm sorry, in my dream I was dreaming there was something in the hallway. Uh, I don't know, like a some type of figure, of a dark figure, and it just like it was just in my dream. Like it was like I couldn't go down the hall. It would something was telling me not to go down the hallway. Well, I eventually woke up, spooked out, and I guess about a week later, it's like my dream came true. I started walking down the hallway at night. It was dark. And I remember it was like, almost like a a shadow figure. And it was standing like toward the end of the hallway where the doorway was. And all I could feel was like fear and almost like anger. Like I just wanted to scream at it to leave me alone. And I remember it, it just like reaching out to me, like trying to grab me. And I remember screaming and then running and telling my mom again. Well, needless to say, she, uh, she told me everything was fine again. She was like, you know, don't, don't stress it. Don't worry about it. And, uh, it, it, it was just a really scary situation. And I know you've spoken. I've heard of, you know, the shadow figures and stuff like that. And it just kind of. I would assume that it would have been like a shadow person or something. And it, uh, it just to this day, I can see the image. It's like been in, embedded in my head of seeing this image of this shadow reaching out to me. So, um, other than that, I remember it was about a few years later. Uh, we moved to Orlando, Florida. And I was laying on the sofa. Uh, I don't remember exactly how old I was. Uh, Oh, wait, there was another incident. I'm sorry. Uh, After the shadow reached for me, then there was another incident where when I was sleeping, I fell asleep. And I was looking out, and I could see it looked like almost like more people of shadow people. And they were all like just going along casually, you know, in this bathroom again. And I remember, once again, they turned to me. So all these incidents had happened throughout, you know, when I was five or six years old. And then we moved to Orlando. And I was probably eight and a half, maybe nine years old. And uh, I remember laying down, and I fell asleep on the sofa. And it was so weird. I mean, sometimes we have dreams that you you wake up and almost feel so real like you just lived it, you know? And... Then there's other, this though, on this situation, it was so different because when I woke up in my dream, I was dreaming that there was this shadow figure and it was coming almost not from the ceiling, I guess, but from the wall, it was reaching and lunging and coming toward me. And then it's like it hit me in my chest or on my stomach. Well, when I opened my eyes, I was like, in shock, you know, like something just nailed me, basically. And when I opened my eyes, I remember uh, I couldn't breathe, like the wind had been knocked out of me, and that same feeling that I once had when I was younger about that shadow figure reaching, it all came back again, like it was happening again. So, that basically was uh, the sum of everything on, you know, on the situations when I was younger. The story that my wife, is going to share with us together, that's going to be a lot more uh, longevity of details.
1: So before we get onto those topics and stuff, I wanted to ask you a few questions here. Uh, I guess, first of all, in Orlando, the shadow figure that you saw, uh, did it have a face or anything? Was there any details other than it being just an outline of a shadow?
2: It had a face. Um, it was hard to make it out, but the eyes, they were, they were like almost a, a see-through white, pale looking eyes. And it was basically the same, I want to say it was the same eyes i seen when I was in, was a kid when I was real little, but of course being five or six, it was hard to, to remember, but I know it did have eyes and it was like, almost like it had a grin, um, kind of like like i got you kind of grin you know
1: yeah you know it's funny you say that because i was just thinking about that because i just had a guy on the show not too long ago who said that he had this entity coming out of a wall uh and it had a smile on its face as it was coming towards him and i I was picturing the same thing as you were telling the story and i can't believe you just said that because it's it sounds like a mirror image of what this guy experienced. It it was just, the show was called say it with a smile. And, uh, I have to check that out for sure. I think if I recall correctly, the reason why we titled it, that was because he either heard it or, and it said something or he heard it in his head. But I think he, he, he was trying to say like rebuke in the name of Jesus. And it was like, say it, say it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, but he couldn't. I don't think he could say it. I might remember, I might be remembering it wrong, but I do remember that's why we named it that because it it was coming out of the wall and it had a big smile on its face. Now, when you saw this thing coming out of the wall, uh, you saw it coming out of the wall, right? Am I remembering that? Right, right. It
2: came from the wall, right. Not the ceiling so much, but more of like the wall.
1: But higher up the wall.
2: Almost like it would be, okay, imagine if you're looking at a wall, at the corner of the wall. And you're looking at a cathedral ceiling, which is a higher-end ceilings. Um, with Think of like it's sitting in the corner, almost like a spider web. And it just lunged like straight out. And I mean, so fast, it was before you could even react, it was there.
1: That's incredible. I, I think he said the same exact thing. I, I really do. I think he's, he was yeah. saying that it was high up on the wall towards the corner of the wall, and mm-hmm. it was coming out of the wall and towards him. And uh I, I, I don't think he I think he described it as he didn't see the bottom half. The bottom half is like almost still in the wall, it was just like like stretching out at him. Uh but that's incredible that that you say that because it, it sounds almost identical to what he told me.
2: That's amazing. I, wow. I, I, I know that like I said, the face was was pretty detailed on the fact of the grin. Uh it wasn't like a, a big teeth white smile. But it was just like almost like a like a grin that, like I said, it was like, I got you. Like, you know, you're not going anywhere. Almost, Kind of almost like a, a a nasty way of just saying, I got you. And that's how I felt anyway. So when that happened, I just remember my breath was gone. I couldn't breathe. I was gasping to the point where my mother was actually comes into the room. And she was asking me, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? And and I finally <gasps> caught my breath, and I was like, yeah. And I explained to her what happened, and she's like, oh my gosh, she was starting to freak out a little bit too. And I was like, I never, I never would have imagined it physically being able to do something, you know. That, that was yeah. never. I mean, I had a fear for it when I was younger, and like I said, even an anger, almost like it's kind of almost like you, you're you just don't want to go, you don't, you're trying to get away from something, but it's holding on to you and you just, you're fighting to get away from it. And that's how it kind of felt almost like a drowning feeling.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, your mom, nobody else recalls at least having these types of experiences. It's just you.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it was, well, my sister, she was five years younger than me. So, I mean, I haven't spoken to her about this directly. Um, my mom, on the other hand, to this day she remembers but she's never had anything um my dad I think something happened to him but he would be the last one to tell you so he just he would just blow it off as something else I mean we never had any like major incidents that's happened there it was just and then I, I started thinking I mean out in the country, but then how does that... It's almost like it, it kind of freaked me out because how does it connect from me living in Louisiana with a, a flashing light as the main light of the streetlights uh, with a community of maybe 600 people to going to Orlando, Florida, where, of course, you know what Orlando's size is, for it to have a connection like that to me, you know?
1: And that bothered. Yeah, I can understand how that would bother you. Um, and I think we'll revisit that in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to kind of go back to... Uh, New or or not New Orleans but uh, Louisiana and And where in Louisiana was this?
2: This was about it's toward the south central Louisiana
1: area. Do you remember the town or anything?
2: Yeah it's called Richard it's spelled Richard um if anybody's listening to your podcast from there they'll know exactly who I am because that's how that town works (laughs) uh it's it's a real small town. It is... And I got to... I'm a research guru. I do research a lot of things. Uh, I, You know, just always been that way. And I started looking up stuff to find out the the clothing that I've seen on them, the uniforms. And I started to try to get more in detail of what that might have... Maybe, you know, how to connect that. And the only thing that I could come up with, they had... Uh, what they called back long time ago, back in the, I believe it was during the Civil War time, or it might have even been the American Revolution time, I'm not sure. But they were, um, they're called Fighting Tigers. And they were out of Louisiana. They were Cajuns. Um, they were, they wore, I swear it almost looks like a clown outfit, but they're like baggy pants with uh, with stripes. And with just a regular collared shirt type look. Um, and that's very similar. It almost looked to that detail of what that kind of looked like. That's why I was like, oh my gosh, did I see something that had happened back, you know, back in the day in a war or something? But I mean, I didn't have enough details to be able to connect it to though
1: Well, I think it's interesting that you saw the soldier types. And I think you said your first encounter was these soldier types in the bathroom. And then your last was soldier types, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So there was a Civil War battle in it's called Vermilion uh the Vermilion
2: Bayou. Yeah, yeah. It's familiar.
1: Yeah, the Vermilion Bayou. There was a battle there in the Civil okay. War. And I just looked up Richard Tex, or whatever you, you said it was Richard. Spelled, Richard, it is spelled yeah. Richard. And it's not that far. It's really not that far. And I, it makes you wonder if there was some kind of attachment there.
2: That, you know, that, that's a good possibility. Because, you know, the, the weird thing is, and I started thinking about this too, is that I wasn't scared really of the soldiers. It wasn't like the fear that, that hit me. Until they looked at me, of course, and it's like, holy crap. But the fear wasn't there. And, you know, it was just kind of like, almost a peak of interest, I was interested. It was like kind of of cool, I guess, you know, it was weird. But then, with the black shadow entity, that thing there, there's fear. And I don't know if that's somewhere connected with the war or something that had happened or something that... Uh, an evil entity or something but it definitely that was the only seeing I mean I've had I'm 41 years old now so <laughs> I've had quite a few years to think about it so that was my thoughts is if that if that would be connected it was there some type of gruesome death or something or that caused an entity to to, to come out like that or what
1: that's interesting because uh, I mean where you're talking about it's not far from Lafayette right
2: no actually I I worked when I lived over there, I moved back to Louisiana for a short period of time, and I did work out of Lafayette, so I know exactly where Lafayette, Louisiana is. I have friends there, too.
1: Okay. I, I think it'd be really interesting for you to look into this uh, this battle, because uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the maps, and I'm looking at a map of all the battles in Louisiana from the Civil War, and I'm mm-hmm. looking at a map on Google Maps where you told me you were from, and it's, I'm not even kidding you, it's right there. It, it's exact. exact. Oh, wow. I mean, I dropped my pin right around the Richard Elementary School, and yeah,
2: that's you know, that's where (laughs) Richard. What we're famous for, if you if you would consider it being famous, there's a uh, they're real strong Catholic uh, religion there, and uh, there's a Catholic church. There's an elementary K through eight school, and the there's a cemetery. Well, the cemetery is an old cemetery, but it has a saint. She was killed. She died when she was thirteen, I believe, or twelve, but they gave her sainthood or whatever they call that. Um, So they were kind of. It was if you look up Richard, Louisiana saints, you'd always you'd find her, and that that was the only thing that town was ever known for that I knew of. But being that you said that there was military, uh, there was a war, that's a good chance. I mean. If you go out there, you—I've <laughs> heard you speak of Bigfoot. So you, there, there's a lot of area out there you might be able to find a Bigfoot. That's how many woods it is, you know. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, this battle uh, that's on this map that I'm looking at is mm-hmm. about five miles away from the elementary school. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Is it? If you're looking at the elementary school, would the battle be kind of like east, south, or east?
1: would be east.
2: Yeah, see, I live a couple miles east of the elementary school.
1: Wow. <laughs>
2: oh, my god! I swear, dude. I am not kidding. <laughs> I, I am not kidding. I lived on a gravel road. Uh, we were surrounded. On, we were on 10 acres, and we were surrounded by rice fields. And it was literally like 2.5 miles, if I would say, from that elementary school. That's where I went to elementary school until I was eight. Wow. Wow.
1: That's Jeez. incredible, right?
2: You just like shine some serious light on that, man. Awesome. That's amazing. That is, I definitely got to look into this. Yeah. And I have a lot of family that lives in Richard. So it'd be a good chance, maybe, the older generations to speak to them. Maybe they might know something.
1: That'd be a I was great always idea.
2: scared to even speak of it because I didn't want to. I don't know. I, I don't know if you know about Louisiana, but Louisiana, when it comes to any type of oh, yeah. <laughs> ghost or spirits, First thing people think is voodoo or witchcraft. Yeah. So I, uh, there's not a lot of talking going on about that kind of stuff there.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. That's really interesting. Now, do you think that these were different entities you were seeing, like, I mean, between the soldiers and the shadow figures in Louisiana?
2: Yeah, there was dif- there was a difference. Um, the, the shadow figure in Louisiana was in the house in the hallway, like I was saying. And then when I moved to Orlando, the shadow figure was in the living room in the corner of the living room when I fell asleep on the sofa so that and then now years down the road after I explain everything with me and my wife once we go through that I think it'll really I don't know if it's this entity but you're going to hear a lot of interesting (laughs) um, happenings that has happened since me and my wife got together back in 2013 I don't even know if it's tied in. Um, the medium we spoke to, and we'll get into more detail of that, said it wasn't. But you know, who knows? I, I don't know how much I, tr- I don't know how much I trust mediums or psychics. But who knows?
1: Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I I think when it comes to medium and psychics, I, I think there are a lot of phonies out there. But I think there are people who actually are able to do what they're advertising. Hey, they said I gotta come off the bench. Yep. Why don't we bring your wife on now and start, you know, talking to her? Alright. I
2: have a four-year-old daughter that yeah. <laughs> and uh i might not be able to, he wants to talk with you as well as me. yeah might be not be able to do it totally okay. with my daughter
1: <laughs> no it's fine it's fine
2: yeah i'm sorry man
1: no. um so
2: i i can go through it um I'm, I'm pretty much on on point on details of what i can come up with to explain everything um i just also i guess my wife she's just experienced it and i thought it might be for personal satisfaction for her to kind of get that off her chest too you know
1: yeah so, i can understand that well yeah. then why don't we just uh move in with you and have you share these experiences you guys had together in i think in or- orlando right
2: yeah it okay. happened in orlando um this started it, it's kind of ironic how this all happened um me and my wife got together in 2013 And we moved in together in 2014, and everything was pretty good. You know, I mean, comfortable living. She had two boys' previous relationship. So I went in as a uh, stepdad, becoming like their dad to them. You know, Uh, their fathers weren't in their lives, so therefore I was more to to give that role. Um, Happened really it started in two two 2015, January 27th. Never forget the date. Um, we were getting ready on a Saturday morning. We were getting ready to go grab breakfast. So me and my wife were in the room and um, we were getting dressed and whatnot. The boys were in their rooms and my wife looked over, and if you, <laughs> my wife is a huge picture person, right? She loves pictures. Every every picture you can imagine, she she cherishes them. That's that's her thing. So there was a picture in a frame on the side of our bed, on our side uh, bed table, <laughs> of me and her, and it was really the first picture we took. My birthday September first, hers is September second. So it was a birthday picture of me and her together. Well, the picture was missing, so. She looked at me. She's like, baby, you've seen the picture? And I was like, no. I said, I haven't seen that picture. I said, did you clean or did you move it? And she was like, no. I was like, all right. So we were looking around, couldn't find it. Um, And started to get a little agitated because it's like the picture was there. So I said, well, I started thinking, okay, I'm kind of new into the family. Maybe the boys, they seem, we get along, but maybe there's resentment or something. I don't know. So I brought the boys into the room. I said, look, guys, um, do you all know anything about the picture that was sitting right here on the nightstand? And they both kind of looked at it in shock, like, no. And me being me, I was like, look, i give you 20 bucks right now if you can show me where this picture is. And they both looked at me, and they were like, we'll take you 20 bucks, so we don't know where the picture is. So I was like, y'all really don't know, do you? And they were like, no. And as soon as they walked out the room, Tony, you hear a, like a fall of something falling behind where the TV in the nightstand is in the corner. And me and my wife both looked at each other and were like, what the hell? So we walk over and sure enough, behind the TV in a position I could not even do if I tried. The picture is sit straight up and down up against the back of the TV, just sitting there. And I looked at my life and I'm like, what the heck's going on? What is this? and she's like, "Oh my god, I don't know." So we grabbed the picture. Well, she had some rose petals uh, from her grandfather's funeral that were sitting as well as on the bedside table. So we had a few objects, you know, items there. Well, we go to put the picture back and the, the petals are gone. And she's like, "Nick, the petals were just right here, baby." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." I was like, um, I felt like something's going on. And I started you know how you get that eerie feeling? Like something really is not right. Yeah. Well, I started feeling that and so did she. So we turn around and we look around for the pedals and we go and she went into the restroom in our master bathroom and it was, the pedals were sitting on top of the, um, um, on top of the sink next to the sink. So she was like, I didn't put them here, Nick. And I was like, you no, know, I know. I, I don't know what's going on. So I said, Look, we're going to get breakfast. Let's just go. And she's like, All right. So we go to walk out. Well, she had on her dresser, like I said, she loves pictures. There was probably about 12 pictures of her, the boys, and things like that, you know, of baby pictures or whatnot. Tony, all the pictures are laid down. Like literally laid down. And we're both freaking out now. We're like, Okay, something is tripping now. We walk out of the room did not want to mess with nothing. I was ready to get out of the room and and go catch my breath, basically. So we walk out of the room into the living room, and then the door, when we walk out, the door closes. Bam. And I'm like, oh my God. So we started kind of freaking out a little bit, and we went, I, I went back into the room. I was like, I want to see what's going on. So I opened the door, and when I opened the door, They had a stuffed animal that I bought for her for Valentine's Day. It was a little monkey with a heart on the top. It was sitting right in the middle of the room, just on the floor, just sitting there. So uh, we're tripping. We're like, this isn't right. I don't know what we're going to do, but this isn't right. So we walk out. She calls her mother, you know, freaking out, telling her what's going on. She was like, it sounds like (laughs) you'll have an issue. And I'm like, yeah. So we go from there to <clears throat> go eat breakfast. We went ahead and left. We went and ate breakfast thinking, okay, we're going to come back and we're going to. We, we made a few calls. Uh, we called her dad, which used to be a, a minister. So we called her dad, and he said, well, if you go in the Bible, there's verses that you can recite, um, uh, like Archangel Michael, uh, different verses that he had given us to be able to recite in the name of Jesus to get rid of this, and whatever it was. So we go back in, and we start doing this. Well, whatever it was, it worked. You know, we we read the verses, we we demanded it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ, and it worked. It left, whatever it was. So we go ahead and um, it was the next day we wake up. And uh, we, you know, it was a Sunday. We had to, I think it was, yeah, Sunday, we're going to Disney. Like I told you earlier, my wife worked at Disney, so we were going to go to Disney to kind of get our mind off of everything. <laughs> we go to Disney, hung out, did our thing, come back. Well, when we come back, um, the blinds had like a creak in it, like somebody was looking out of the blinds. So I told my wife, I was like, do you remember messing with the blinds?" She's like, no. I was like, oh, boy. So let's go see what's going on. So we went inside. The pictures were laid down again. Um, the They had, I think it was what, the pedals and um, another picture underneath her pillow. They had the fan that we had had left off. It was on. And the door that we left open was closed, so all these things started happening again. Well, my wife said, "Look, I don't feel comfortable sleeping in that room, don't, because it was all connected into that room. Everything was happening in that room." So she said, "I don't want to sleep in that room. I don't want to be in that room." I was like, "All right," I said, "Sleep with the boys in the back room. we we'll just and I'll sleep on the sofa or whatever." So. We went ahead and went to bed. Well, in the middle of the night, it it was just an eerie feeling regardless. You could hear things in that room moving. Um, Couldn't really tell what it was. Just you could hear ruffling here, movement here, there, blinds, uh, shower curtain. I could hear it slapping against the side. And I'm like, hard to get some sleep. We wake up, and uh, we have to go to work. Well, on our way to work, my wife called... uh, a median lady, Uh, her name was uh, Heidi, I won't give you her last name, but she's an internationally known medium, supposed to be really good, and we spoke to her, so she said, you know, when y'all get home from work, I'll come over and, uh, you know, assess the things and see what I can come up with, so we were like, okay, well, we get home, she meets us there, um, we go into the house. Now, Tony, when you walk into the house around, I mean, it was in the middle of, like, it was around January into January, so it was the colder months. But I think the temperature outside must have been 80s, you know, 80. We were in Orlando, you know about the heat. So I'm sitting there and walked in with her, and it was so cold in that house, dude. Like, I mean, almost like breathtaking cold. And she just, she knew, like, the median lady said, oh, my gosh. She's like, I can, I feel it. I, I sense something right now. She says, I'm sensing something very, very strong. And I was like, yeah, it's strong enough to, to physically move things. I was like, whatever this thing is. Well, she says, well, let's go, and we're going to check out the kids' rooms first before we go into that room. So we walk into the room, to the boys' room, one of the rooms. and. She goes to the closet and she opens the closet and she says, there's a little girl in this closet. And I'm like, okay, now this is where I start thinking, okay, is this woman serious or is she just saying this or what's going on? And she's like, it's a little girl, but she's harmless. She's just, she's lost. And I'm like, okay. I was like, then I'm not worried about the girl. What about the thing that's moving stuff? So we walk into the to the, uh, uh, to the living room. And she says, what thing you're looking for is, and it's inside that room right there. And I said, yeah, she's like, I can feel it. She opens the door and Tony, when she opened the door, it slammed on her, closed back, boom. And she kind of jumped back like, and oh my God. And she was like, okay, I'm going to try this again. And she's trying to communicate. She said with this thing. So she opens it again, and when she opened it, she turned the light on, and she walked into the room, and she started trying to talk to it, or whatever she does, and she says it wouldn't respond. It's not talking back to her, it doesn't want to speak to her. And she says she can sense it's a younger person. I was like, okay, she says, it's like a 22-year-old, maybe 23-year-old boy, man, like okay and my wife and me are both sitting there and just kind of all right now. We don't know what's going on, freaking out. Just we're about ready to move out of this house, and I don't know. (laughs) It's not easy to just grab everything up with kids and just move to another house, so we're trying to get this thing out of here. So she goes from trying to communicate to it to now demanding it to communicate with her. Well, she was getting a little louder. The light shut off the door slams, and we're in this room. Now the only light coming in is through the master bathroom. They have a little bit of a light from the, you know, where the blinds would be. So there's light coming in to see inside the room to where it ain't pitch black. So I'm like, Oh my God, I'm getting a little freaked out. She said, okay. She's like, we understand. She starts talking to it. And she says, I'm going to take some pictures. She told me, my wife, I'm gonna take pictures. I was like, okay. So she started taking pictures. Well, and I, I told you I have these pictures, and I do have a couple of them that I'll I'll send to you. Um, but there's been a few of them that was on my wife's old phone that got submerged underwater, and we're not able to have them anymore. But she took the picture of, uh, and then she showed it to us. And there's three orbs in the room. And when I mean orbs, they're, they're orbs. And one of them's small. Another one looked like it was kind of medium-sized, and the third one was huge, massive orb. And then right behind the big orb, we had, it was like a, a, kind of like a dark red wall that we had, almost maroon, and you can almost see an outline of a face behind the orb. And she was like, that's it. That's, that's what we're, we're, we're trying to get right here. She pointed it to. Her. I was like, okay. So she goes out, and she has to be alone in the room. And I said, okay, no problem be alone. We're going to go out here. (laughs) So we walk out and I could hear her talking, communicating. And then she walks out. She said that she spoke with the thing and it's going to, um, that it's bitter. And she feels that it's jealous because my wife's pregnant. That's what she said. And I was like, okay, I know she's pregnant. And she says, do you remember bringing anything home? that would show that she was pregnant. I said, yeah, we brought the, the, the pictures, the sonogram pictures back from the doctor a couple of days ago. And she says, okay, when it's seen that, it, that's when it started acting up. I was like, really? Okay. So it, she says it's got a jealousy issue and it doesn't like me. And I said, I, I was getting aggravated almost to the point. Because I'm, you know, I'm a grown man, uh, you know, I'm just a normal guy, you know, and I'm like, I got a, a woman I love, got these two kids that I love, and I'm, I'm like, come on, you know, this is crazy. I, I What am I supposed to do? So what if don't like me, tell it's to leave. <laughs> and she's like, no, she's like, he won't leave until after the baby's born. So I said, okay. So me and my wife talked and I said, Well, I'm gonna we're gonna move. We're gonna have to find another house. And the next day, so we, we went to bed that night again and uh the next day we went to work and we come home and we started looking for a house to rent or something or to move and we couldn't find anything that day. And I <clears throat> I remember walking in and I asked my wife she'd been home probably An hour before I got home from work, I asked her, I said, has there been anything going on? She said, oh, yeah. I was like, really? She was like, yeah, the door's been shutting. She says, you can hear stuff in there. And I was like, I did something I probably shouldn't have done, but I kind of snapped. I got angry. Um, Not, of course, at my wife, but at the situation with the, the ghosts. So I turned around. I said, look, I'm going to take a shower. I said, I'm going in the room, I'm going to get myself, I'm going to take a shower, so we're going, to, we're going to pack our stuff up after we eat, and we're going to go, we're going. We're going to go to a hotel, your mom's somewhere, we're going to get out of here. This is bull. We can't live like this. So I walk into the room, my wife's following me. I go into the room, I reach down in the drawer, I pull the drawer open, grab my clothes, and as I'm grabbing my clothes, I felt this... It's so hard to explain, but imagine, like, Icy Hot, like the the cream, and immediately just run across my back. I mean, just boom, hit me across my back. And it really freaked me out, of course. My wife saw my reaction, she's like, what's going on? And I stood up, and when I stood up, it felt like I'd been on the Gravitron for about five hours. I was spinning, I went straight to the bathroom. And I, I threw up and my wife's freaking out. I'm freaking out. She says, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what just happened. And she was like, well, what did it feel like? I was like, well, it felt like something ice cold just hit me across my back. And she said, well, lift your shirt up. And I lifted my shirt up and Tony, I'm going to send you that picture. Cause I do have that picture. It went across my back and it looked like multiple times. And it has scratch marks, but not fingernails—almost like hands running across my back. And dude, I ain't never got so freaked out. So me and my wife, my wife said, "Oh hell no, we're gone. We get, we're leaving." Now she's in the middle of cooking meatloaf and some food. You know, we had our sides, macaroni cheese, and rice—all that. We grab the food. We're throwing it all together. The boys are coming. They're, they're like, what's going on? They're freaking out. I'm like, look, well, we got to go. We get, we're just got to go. I didn't want to tell them what exactly happened. I don't want to scare them. I said, we got to go. Well, we get all our stuff packed. We go running to get into the vehicle. We have two vehicles. So she gets in one car and I'm getting in the other car. Now we had this kind of jump subject real quick, but we had a cat um, named Garfield that He was kind of a straight cat. He wasn't the friendliest cat, but he would pop in and out of the house here and there, you know, and he would hang out. Well, as we're driving down the road, Tony, (laughs) I see something in the back of the car with my wife. So I'm calling her. I said, baby, she's like, what is it? I said, look behind you. She looks behind her. Dude, the cat done jumped in the car and is riding with her. That cat would have never ran and got in a car was in the car with the kids and her. So we drove all the way to her mom's. And for two weeks, we stayed at her mom's house. And uh, we... That was the longest two weeks of my life, not just because it was at my in-laws, but it was just so much going through our heads because everything that we once believed... My wife is like the most (laughs) logical person that you'll ever meet. You know, she... There was no spirits or ghosts or anything like that. She never believed in it, never would have thought of that. Me, the only incidents that happened was when I was a kid, but I've never to this extreme or anything like that. So I'm like, we're both kind of in shock and in awe. So time goes, two weeks. We've been looking, dude, for a house. Looking and looking and looking, can't find nothing. Because the boys have a specific school that they are zoned for that is really hard to get the middle school and the elementary school in the same zoning. And I didn't want to pull them out of the school. So we were trying to find a house within that zone. Well, we found a house. It comes up for rent, good price. We drive out to it. It's in the same neighborhood as the other house, but it's about 10 houses down at the end of the road away from it. You know, you don't ever have to pass the house. And I told my wife, I said, I'd rather just go, let's just get an apartment, you know, and wait it out if we have to. And she said, you know, she's like, and it was nicer than the house we lived in. So we are like, all right. We get the house and, uh, oh man, I forgot to tell you the last thing. Uh, We had to move all our stuff from the other house. I forgot to even mention that. That's why I told you my wife's better at the details. Um, So we had to get a U-Haul to get out of the old house, you know, where the ghost was. So my wife's brother was gonna help us, you know, get. he's gonna help us move and everything. And I couldn't miss work that day. Um, So she was gonna go with her brother to package things and all that. So it was acting kind of foolish, but nothing bad. There was a couple of incidents that happened. But nothing extreme. We, she was burning sage. She was saying prayers, everything she could to keep this thing contained. Well, we get every they get everything packaged. I come in, we load the U-Haul. Only maybe a few doors slam. the The bathroom door. Uh, we had the bedroom door slam, and the lights went off and on twice. So it wasn't crazy. Get everything into the U-Haul. We had a few more items to grab, and I guess our brother wanted to uh, to be Mr. Tough Guy, you know? And he he didn't believe in any of that stuff either. He thought it was all just a, a craziness. So he starts calling this thing out. There's nothing in the house but a few boxes and a couple of pots. And I was coming in through the door, the front door of the house, and he was standing in the kitchen and I can hear him you know, F you, you're not real. If you're real, show me what you got or who you are. And I'm sitting there in awe walking in on this. And my wife said, I just told him, she's like, and the boys, of course, weren't there. It was just me my wife and him. And she's like, I tried to tell him he's an idiot. I was like, all right, we, we got to go. And he's like, man, screw this thing. This thing ain't real. It ain't real. Look, it ain't got nothing. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this, I mean, I can't even recreate it. A screeching yell, almost like if you were to, a dog yelping, almost, but like just real high-pitched and loud, screamed. I mean, bone-chilling scream. And her brother went from, I'm tough guy, to, oh, my God. And as soon as that happened, all you hear now is the windows to the bathroom, the master bathroom, started like shaking. Boom, 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 boom. You could hear it slamming like something beating against it. Now he's running. He's like, screw this. And he took off running. As the garage door is closing, you could hear the garage door start slamming like it was shaking. And we got in the U-Haul and we left. So I forgot to tell you that part. But that, And now her brother is a serious believer about this stuff now. <clears throat> well... We get into this house, like I was saying, we, we decided we we're gonna move into this house. about ten houses down from the old house. Um I was still skeptical about it. We even spoke to the landlord about it to the point where we explained to her, look, if something comes up, can we be month to month? And she agreed. So we're in this new house, dude, everything is beautiful. It is calm, no worries. You you can almost like you could feel the relief. And when you're sitting in that other house, and this thing was riled up, you could feel the, 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 the evil, the, the nastiness that it had. And in this new house, there was nothing. It was like bright sun. It was beautiful. And everything was well. So all the way through this period of time until we got to the beginning of April, or to mid-April, our oldest boy, Dalton... He wanted to get this uh, tablet, right? So we ordered it for him. Well, they were going to deliver it by mail to our house. Tony, don't you know this tablet goes to our old house down the road to that address? And we never... I'm serious. We never put that address in. We put the new address and everything was for this new house that we were staying at, but it went to the old house. The only reason we knew that is because we called uh, UPS to track it, to find out, because it had been, like, past due. It should have already been delivered, and it was showing it was delivered and signed for. And we're like, we didn't get it. So this tablet's been sent over to this other house. So now we got to go get this tablet from the old house. I almost said I would just buy you a new tablet, but we don't have that kind of money, right? So I told my wife, I said, let's go down there. I said, somebody signed for this thing. That kinda of takes me off as, as much as it does right there. Somebody could just steal it. And I don't know, I'm hard hit. I don't want nobody getting away with taking my stuff. So I knock we knock on the door. They open the door. It's a young guy, probably thirty something, and he's like, Yeah, I signed for this. I thought it was for my mom. And he says, you know, I, I just signed for it. And my wife couldn't help it. She says, have you noticed anything about this house or anything going on in this house? He says, yeah, it's funny you say that. He says, I can always hear like some noises coming from the back bedroom over there by the, the closet. And she's like, okay, I was just wondering. And as soon as she got done saying that, she got ill, And it's almost like something jumped her, like it came at her. So we get back in the car. She's spinning. She feels, and then she's pregnant. And we're on our way home, I was like, okay, don't panic, we're getting away. We get back home to our new house, and we're sitting there, and she's like, I think it knows we're back. And I'm like, what? She's like, I'm serious, I think it knows. I said, nah, I think you're overthinking it. Well, Easter comes, and we had her niece which is like my niece now. So our niece comes over for Easter along with the boys, you know, and we're doing the Easter baskets and all that. And it was about, I guess, 10 o'clock in the morning. My niece walks up to the refrigerator, and she goes to open the refrigerator. Well, when she opened it, she grabbed her water bottle out, and the refrigerator, now she's like 15, right? So she opens, pulls it out, the door slams, bang. And she just kind of, and she didn't know really anything about the situation. We kept that very of between me and my wife and her, her mom. So she looks at us like, whoa, what just happened? And we were like, my wife knew it. She's like, oh, my God. I was like, all right, nothing. I said, it's just refrigerator's old, I guess. I don't know. So she starts to walk back, and then you could hear in the back room, some ruffling noise, like some type of noise going on. So we walk into the room, me and my wife, and we went into the room. There was a, my belt from my work belt sitting on the, the the counter. It was sitting actually right next to the bed on a, that same nightstand, and it was rolled up. And I was probably five to six feet from it. My wife was on the right side of me, so about equal. And dude, the belt, without anybody being there unraveled and flew straight sideways about three and a half, four foot and hit the ground. I was just so angry because I can see everything happening again. Like we, we just went through this three, four months ago. My wife is, you know, pretty far along pregnant by now. And not to mention, I just lost my grandmother that, um, Actually, she was dying of cancer. So all these things were happening at this time. So we turn around and we start walking out. And I said, I can't believe this is happening. And I yelled it. And when I did that, there's a basket of clothes sitting by the kitchen table, kind of on the floor. And my niece, is, our niece is standing back by the refrigerator and with Right across the floor, five feet, that basket slid phew, across the floor and hit the refrigerator. My niece screams, jumps out of her shoes almost and screams, says, what in the heck was that? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we get out of the house, do this all again. So we get out, my wife gets some sage, we go back in, we do the prayers. We're back into the same situation after this, I decided I, I'm angry. I'm I'm ready to fight. I can't physically punch this thing. I can't shoot it. So, I'm going to find a way to beat this thing. And as a man of the family, that's my job. So, that's what i got to do. Because there's nothing more in the world than being a man of the family that you physically can't do anything to be able to make things better, or, you know, to make something stop. It, it's frustrating. So, there's a place out of Kissimmee, they had these ghost investigators. Now, these guys, the guy's name's Angel, <clears throat> they're reputable. similar to what we did with the medium. Uh, we went through a lot of people that she knew from work that had been knowing about these guys. They, they've been around a minute. So he agreed to come and do an investigation, he wanted to do a uh, walk around first. <clears throat> So he walks in, comes into the house, starts, you know, getting a feel for things and asking us questions and he just stops in the middle of the bedroom. He says, I can feel something right here. And I'm like, what do you feel? He's like, something's touching my leg. And I'm like, what? And I'm looking, there's nothing touching his leg, Tony, at all. He's like, there's something right now grabbing my leg. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't, there's nothing, unless it's, a, it's an entity that's doing this. I said, look, dude, I'm telling you, this thing is crazy. And he's like, all right. He moves his leg, walks out. Freaked. He's kind of freaked out. He says, I'll have the guys over by tomorrow night. It's like, all right, cool. Well, they come over. We send the kids to, uh, <clears throat> to the mother-in-law's. And um, these guys come over. First, it was just him. He comes to start doing the setup. And he's talking about, you know, what he's going to be going to do. He's going to set up monitors, uh, you know, night vision or whatever those cameras. And this, I'm very ignorant, dude. I don't know <laughs> a lot about this ghost investigation stuff. Yeah. Um, But he started telling us how he's going to set up all these cameras and monitors on these tripods and he's going to use our uh, garages like the base to where he would sit with the guys and they would do you know visually see this this is about 10 or 11 o'clock at night that they start the investigation so he's walking he walks into the uh, kitchen area and if you remember earlier i told you about they had a uh, like the the little monkey with the heart on it that i gave my wife for valentine's well which I'm looking at right now, I'm sure, he, uh, he was sitting on the table, the, the the little monkey was. Well, when we walked by, it was on the table. We come back, it's not on the table anymore. And even Angel, the investigator, he said, dude, I know there was, my, there was a little stuffed animal right here. He said, did y'all notice that too? It's gone? And I was like, yeah, dude, this is what it does. Now I feel like, yeah, it's, <laughs> you, now you're starting to see what we go through. So he's like, well, where did he go? What did he do? What what did he do with it? I said, I don't know. Just look around. It'll pop up somewhere. And sure enough, in the corner, on top of the kitchen uh, cabinet, it's sitting way up where you almost need a ladder to get up there and put it. And he's like, how in the hell? I was like, dude, I'm telling you, you have no idea. He's getting all excited now. Like He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get some activity here. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. So we go back into the, uh, into the garage and he'd already put all his stuff laid it out, you know, in the garage. When we started walking through the house, we come back to the garage while well, he goes to set up his stuff and Tony, a lot of his equipment's missing. His, like the the plugs for the, the little plugs and stuff for the monitors are missing. Uh, there was a couple of little mic things that were missing. Um, he's like, And the garage doors closed. This was all in a a nice, neat, ordered box containment thing he had. And you can see, obviously, it's not there. The stuff's not there anymore. And he starts getting a little agitated. He's like, dude, where's the stuff? And I was like, man, I have no idea. And right to the side of it, by the washing machine, there we go. There's a couple plugs there down a little bit further by the water heater there's a couple of things it's like it just moved things to mess with them so he turns around and he's like all right let's go and his guys got there so they go and they set up the monitors they set up everything inside and we go and we're sitting down in the um in the garage and we're, we're watching these monitors well the monitors start kicking like in and out it's like they'll 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 black out or fizz out and then they'll come back. And he's like he's like, Oh man, he says something something may be wrong or not be connected right and I was like, No, that's probably it, messing with you And he was like, Really? And I was like, Yeah. So he goes into the room, he checks the monitor, everything's hooked up fine, he comes back, sits down and one of the monitor the T V s cameras or whatever the little camera it the tripod falls over. Just completely falls over. And he's like, oh my gosh. He says, this thing doesn't want to be recorded. I said, obviously not. And we sat there for about two or three hours. A couple of little maybe shadow-type figures in the back that we would see, but nothing extreme to the point where what it would show. Well, after that, turns around and, um, yeah, he... He's sitting there, and he, he basically said, after all this time, he's like, look, it doesn't want to be recorded. There's nothing we're going to get on the recording. He says, I would like to go. And he went with some other type of machines, um, like handheld machines. Uh, I'm not sure what you call those things, but basically you can – there was two uh, types. There was one that was almost like a speaker that that it would say whatever he would ask it a question, and it would speak through it or something. Um, and the other one was like almost like a – a white noise or something that it was picking up, uh, sounds that was like real, real detailed or whatever. And he would go through the rooms. Well, he goes into the the master bedroom with the master bath and in our room. And he's like, he asked, he said, what do you, I can't remember dude? the exact wording he used, but it was something on the level of what do, what do you want? You know? And it said, the little box said, leave. And the guy asked it again, he said, What do you want? I said, Leave. And he's like, Who do you want to leave? I said, You. You leave. And we're like, Yeah, that's that's pretty much it right there. So he turns and he says, Well, what how do we know that you belong here? Or something on that level. And We had, my son, this kind of jumps off subject, but brings you back when I tell you, um, my son had found a uh, a rabbit, okay, just this little white rabbit at the park that somebody had abandoned. It was a friendly pet, you know, nice rabbit. Well, we'd always put this rabbit in the the, uh, bathroom at night because it would poop everywhere around the house if we didn't. So, we'd already got rid of the rabbit at the time and all that, but... He asked that question, and it said, "Rabbit" as he's standing in that bathroom, where the rabbit was used to be, and it said it again, rabbit then it said "No, then it said, "You leave so this went on, dude, it must have been almost three thirty four o'clock in the morning, going back and forth now he was picking up some readings on the other machine. But you really couldn't hear it. it just sounded like like fuzz like that. Um, and he said he would have to go and break it down. I guess he had sound equipment or something. He would have to break it down and be able to understand it. So after that, man, it, it was just, it stopped. There was no activity. And um, it, it didn't have anything else for the rest of the evening. Um, they ended up packing up. And I showed them the house. I, they can go show them physically. I just told them where the other house was, where it originally it happened. And uh, that was that. They left. Well, my wife tried to reach back out to this guy, Angel, to find out. What the, because the guy said he would follow up with us. Really nice guy, you know. And he never followed up. And my wife's, like, trying to get a hold of him, you know. And he finally called, or called her back and basically just said that the stuff he heard on the computer or whatever that he broke down, it was too hard to make out, and it was just kind of rumbling and mumbling. Um, He said that there was nothing else he could do, that he would advise us to get a priest. And I was like, okay. Well, after that, we had another person come by which was a friend of a friend and um they started <laughs> they started doing some weird stuff, don't they? like asking like us questions about uh there was a ritual or something they can do and that's when I drew the line, I said, Okay, we're done. Um I'm not having any sacrifices on my lawn or anything like that. I was like, this is crazy. So we decided after that we were gonna move and uh we moved again far away from that area, and uh, it still comes and goes, um, nothing like it once was, there's no physical uh, contact, but I'm going to tell you right now that as soon as I brought up to my wife about doing this show, this interview with you, which, I, you know, my wife even made a comment and told me, she was like, you sure you want to do this? She's like, you know, you're going to end up pissing it off, and I'm like, yeah, probably, I'm tired of dealing with it, but, um, it started having slight activity, but, um, the night that you emailed me back to, uh, to set the date when I set the date to do this, I was sleeping and I woke up and when I woke up, it was like in my ear. I mean, literally somebody or something was like to the, touch of my ear almost, and it said, let it go, in a weird noise, like, let it go, and it tripped me out, and I woke my wife up, I'm like, look, something just happened, she's like, I told you, I'm like, yeah, then after that, we went to, we have a community pool, so we took the kids, this was another day, the other day, we uh, took the kids to the community pool, and we were swimming, and got out, started talking about it. About the, you know, situation, kind of going over everything that had happened because like I said, this is over a four-year period that this is happening. So trying to just remember all the things and examples of what had happened. And uh, she's like, yeah, she's like, it hasn't really done anything. She's like, I don't think it has power anymore or strength. It's like, um, it hasn't moved a picture because, you know, her; she loves pictures. And she's like, it hasn't touched the picture. She hasn't, it hasn't done nothing at all. I was like, yeah. So we come back. We walk in through the house. um, And right there, pictures. The same picture that it started with, with me and her on our birthday, was turned upside down, sitting against the the oven or the stove. And I said, there you go. And then, like I said, uh, on the way home from work today, I was talking to my wife about doing this interview and told her, of course, you'd be giving me a call. And it's, first off, I, I don't, I'm do not i kind of a sports junkie, so I listen to a lot of sports channels as well as on my work radio. Um, so I'm sitting there, and I, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, yeah. Last thing I told her, I was like, yeah, Tony will be calling around, and then her phone, it just went out. My phone, her phone, whatever. Lost connection soon as that happened, I look at my phone and the radio comes on full blast. And it's just jamming to a song by Zach Brown band. Um, put Your Toes in the Water or something. And I don't even listen to much music at all. And then for that to happen, it kind of blew my mind on that. So, that's kind of the gist the of it and the story. I mean, it's... I mean... <laughs> Most people, man, if you would have told me this before I experienced it what this is, I would tell you you were crazy. I mean, that's how crazy this stuff has had an effect on me and my life, but for the most part, um things have been more normal now than it has been in a long time, so let's hope that it maintains like that, you know,
1: yeah, absolutely, man, that's how you that. That story is just, I mean, the way it all unfolds and stuff, I mean, it happens so fast. It happens yeah. so fast. I mean, it's like out of nowhere, all of a sudden this activity happened. I mean, especially in the beginning, it was like one thing after another, the same day, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, it, it was over a weekend period, started on, on, um, on the 27th of uh, January, and we were leaving the house the 29th to go to her mom's the night that the cat jumped up with us and took off. So just that weekend and a day or two of work, we had the median. We had the, you know, the deal with the the, the beginning of the ghost, uh, the encounter with it. And we had the the leaving to go to her mother's. And then, of course, we came back to move the U-Haul. So all that happened within a week of of just mad mayhem. Now, I can bring up another thing. We also... I was just out of curiosity. I, I mean, we were friends with the neighbors, you know, it's a friendly neighborhood. So I walked, it was across the street, There's a guy that I was friends with, you know, and I just spoke to him, not in detail, because I didn't want to come off crazy or something with the situation that was going on. So I just brought up, hey, um what do you know about this house, man? <laughs> you know, like, what's the history on this? People that have come and gone, it's a rental home. And he said, dude, he said, it's funny you ask. You know, I was like, "Why's that? He's like, man, they used to, they had a guy who lived here, and uh, he got arrested, he said, for, uh, for, like, selling drugs or something. And, and I mean, look, Tony's a nice neighborhood, nice house and all that. It's just the guy, for some reason, got busted for something, and he went to jail. Then the guy before that, he said, uh, got arrested for uh, almost killing his wife. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He said he beat her pretty bad. And I was like, okay. Wow. And then the time before that, he said there was a, a couple that lived there. And he said that it was always arguing. He said the guy used to be mad at the world, always screaming at the kids. Like, it was just a very nasty guy who lived there. And I'm like, hmm. I almost think something to do with that house, you know, or that I know it's an entity that follows us. But it seems the closer you get to that house, the stronger it becomes.
1: So, do you think that this was a completely separate entity that was that you guys are dealing with or were dealing with uh, from the one that kind of was bothering you in Orlando when you moved to Orlando?
2: Did i tried so many ways to connect that um, to see if it was a connection. I have no idea. Um, I mean, if you take one piece out of that puzzle of what I just told you, for example, if you take the median out, then we don't have any explanation of anything about this thing, really, of detail when it comes to being a 20 some year old guy. Uh, She also, I forgot to mention, she also said that he died of some type of overdose or drug overdose. Um, Couldn't tell if it was in the house or not, but she said it drew its energy from the house. So... I don't know. You know, if you take her explanation. I mean, look, this woman, she's got like 9,000 followers or uh, likes or something on Facebook. She's internationally known. She's got books. Yeah. I mean, she's big.
1: Names, I know who but... you I know who you're talking about.
2: Oh, do you really? Okay.
1: Heidi Jaff, right?
2: <laughs> you know her? Okay.
1: Yeah, I know who she is.
2: Is she reputable?
1: As far as I know. I mean, okay. I I I've I haven't delved into medians and psychics a whole lot, but as far as I know, yeah.
2: That's crazy. You know her from all the way over in Philly. That's
1: crazy. Well, I, I hear a lot about people. Yeah. With what I do and stuff, I, I kinda get around.
2: I got <laughs> I got you, man. But yeah, she she came in and that's what she told us dude. To. And I mean she also said that after the baby was born it wouldn't mess with us anymore. So, you know, take it that way or another. I I could tell you my true belief in in my heart, dude, what I I really believe is I believe there's something uh, malevolent, malevolent, I guess you would call it. uh, Yeah. Evil. Um, And I believe it's, uh, I don't think it's possession, like to take possession of a person or something, but it, I believe it has like an aura. Like, like right now, I can tell you it's not here. Like if, if I literally, if I would go around there or my wife, It's like crazy. You would know. You could feel it. Like the hair on your neck will stand up. Um, Also, I've noticed after that incident where it hit me on my back, I it's like I don't know if I'm just scared or if I'm what they call sensitive now. To where I can I I feel things sometimes. Just just like the I'll be sitting, you know. in the living room watching tv and i see shadows on the side of you know coming from the side i mean things like that i don't know is is it my my mind playing tricks on me because of all the stuff that's happened or it's a really scary thought man
1: and that's after the baby's been born right
2: yeah she's pregnant again bro (laughs) so that's where i i actually Was scared, you know, because the last time she had mentioned, the media had mentioned that it was something dealing with the uh, bringing the pictures of the baby home that triggered this thing. And she's, my wife is five months pregnant now um, with another little girl. And I just got a little nervous thinking, dude, what if this, but it hasn't, it hasn't been any crazy i mean <laughs> something whispering in your ear, dude waking you up that's crazy i ain't gonna lie that is but to me that's just like okay you know just let me alone let me go back to bed i mean that's what it comes to where it's to the point you know
1: yeah i can understand that man well you got a lot of crap that you've had happen in your life man <laughs> I, I tell you some of the things that you experienced i mean the uh the civil war entities that you saw are you know child's play compared to what you've been experiencing. <laughs>
2: tell you that and uh, when I was talking to you earlier, I was saying that earlier, I said, dude, I can explain to you my, my, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to confuse the situation with mixing the two stories because I really truly believe they could be different, you know, as in from what had happened to me now with the shadow, um, the actual thing that triggered me do with the shadow thing was, uh, what the, the, was the shadow hat or the hat, the, the top hat with your yeah. wife you said I guess at the Happy. beginning yeah when you talked about that and then you started talking about shadows and the shadow man and all that and I was like well you know what I'm gonna bring that story up to Tony and see if maybe that, that could be a connection but then when I started thinking about well I, I was going to tell you everything, but I was like, man, that's, that's a lot to take in, you know, even for <laughs> some people. So <laughs> I just, I I don't know, man. I, I didn't, I didn't want to sound too far out there. I actually even told my supervisor at work, which me and him are friends. And, and he's like, holy crap, dude. He said, that's the most amazing story I've ever heard. He said, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm fine. I was like, it, it's just, it's nothing I'm really excited about anymore. I don't want to, I don't want it to come back. That's all I know. It's a very scary fault.
1: Yeah. I can understand. You don't want it to come back. Now, do you feel like it's going to come back? I mean, throughout the patterns of your life, really you have more majority of your life where you've had experiences like this. Do you think it's going to come back?
2: I I think so. Um, I think, I think with traumatic or, I don't know, Tony, you know, I believe it's a lot to do with, um, a person like it could be anybody that that ex- maybe experiences a, an extreme situation or emotion of a tragedy or or anything because like at the time I was saying, my grandmother was dying of cancer, um, I lost my mom, and on top of that, I had my wife being pregnant, so that was a weak moment for me, you know, like I was weak, so anybody that's weak, and this goes for anybody that that falls into that 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 hole it can it can really i think things can attach to you man i think it uh now i say i think it could come back because who's to say i don't know if i have another tragedy you know or something else that might trigger me down to that point to where it would come back but i hope not you know
1: yeah i can understand obviously the hoping not but uh you know i guess the the thing is to prepare yourself at least mentally for the you know I hate to say it this way, but the inevitable, you know, because it yeah, seems I know. like it's inevitable.
2: It, no, it's a, it's a true point, you know. And then what? what's kind of crazy is that um, when you have certain things happen to you in life, whether it be spiritual or it could be, you know, things that happen to you in a day-to-day basis with a loved one, anything, once you've gone through it, you're more prepared to handle it the next time. So whatever that could be. So I mean that's why I look at it like well if this thing comes back or whatever it is that if it wants to go for another round at least I know what to expect. To the most part, uh, I think it's the only thing, the only way I can think to be logical. If there's logic to be said, I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> You know, it go from, like, normal day for me, Tony, is watching our Orlando Magic game, our Saints game, and playing, you know, playing sports with the kids, coaching basketball, coaching football, uh, you know, having a normal life. Like, when I speak to you, I didn't speak, nobody knows this. So, except for my supervisor at work, but me and him, we can keep things between us. But that, that's what I'm saying. It's like nobody would ever think anything like this would have happened to my family because we are strong and we hold it together pretty well.
1: Yeah, so uh, do you think, I mean, I'm assuming you get the feeling that this entity was with your wife before you were in the picture, right?
2: I want to say it was. uh, I even asked her, I said, uh, I said, baby, I said, did you in the past have maybe a boyfriend or something that something happened to that he died that may have been in love with you or something that, or somebody that was tied to you that really cared for you that died that is protective of you or she was like no she was like not nothing that's not normal i was like well i don't know but i feel like it attacked me it tried to push me out of the picture um i believe it never did any harm to her it did kind of mess with the kids a little bit not my daughter so much and i'm praying that she doesn't ever have to have anything in in sense of this or anything. you know. I, I'd rather her not to ever even think of this. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't see how... I've never had anything with me that I knew of, that I would have carried with me, anything spiritual. I mean, dude, I, I listened to a couple of your podcasts, and I think there was one of them that... I mean, you were. It was pretty extreme with the uh, even like I think demonic entities and stuff. And I was listening to it. and I was thinking, Nah, man, there's, there's no way. You know, I mean, I couldn't see how that could work.
1: Yeah, well, it does. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, no, and I was a. I was actually a, a worship leader in church. Um, I was. I'm a musician. I play guitar, sing, play piano, all kind of different instruments. So, it, you know, at the time I'd been out of church too. So I don't know. There's so many questions that I, I could actually spend myself in circles for hours thinking and not come up with one answer. So,
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick, I appreciate you coming on and sharing the story with us and uh, talking with us a little bit about your experiences. Uh, it's definitely fascinating. And it, to me, to me, it's, I mean, one in the beginning of the show when we were talking about Louisiana and the Civil War battles and how we were able to kind of match those things up a little mm-hmm. bit, which is I thought was pretty cool. Uh, right. But then the immediate roller coaster that you went on, like seemingly right away, that's that it's, it's fascinating. It's just fascinating yeah. how that all unfolded for you. And obviously, it's not something that's um, welcomed, but it's something that you know, for me and my perspective, it's fascinating to hear. It's just like holy crap. I can't imagine.
2: Uh, And if there's anybody that has any type of similar incidences, man, you know of, and you know my email address, I'd be willing to listen to to any thought solutions or ideas, you know, if something like this triggers back up.
1: Yeah, well, I would highly suggest that you check out the episode i think it's episode uh 126 say it with a smile uh mm-hmm. that episode what he describes in that show sounded awfully similar to what you were describing All Right?
2: did he have any other incidences that happened with that uh, entity afterwards or anything that would have maybe been more extreme
1: i don't remember all the details i i just remember that sticking out in my head because of what you said so uh right. check it out and stuff it, it i yeah. published it a few weeks ago so um you should uh i think you'll enjoy it at least or at least find some similarities like i did
2: yeah on a lighter note man i just want to tell you thank you and i appreciate you listening and um you know what you got going on it's a really good thing for a lot of people It's gonna at least have people like me, I would have never been able to open up if it wasn't for this podcast, so thank
1: you. Oh, I absolutely appreciate it, man, and that's what we're here for. We're here to just share people's stories and let them get it off their chest, yeah. and I'm glad you were able to do that.
2: It definitely happened, and if I come up with anything else on that, uh, the war and uh, the battle over there, the Vermilion Bayou, I'll shoot you maybe an email or something or post it on your, uh, your
1: group. Sounds good to me, man. Talk to you soon. All right, Tony. Thank you. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy, it, go ahead and share the show with your friends Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, email, water coolers. I don't care how you share the show, but if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends so they can enjoy it too, because that is the best thing you can do to help the show grow. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off.
0: Bye. I do it for the culture, I take you global I've been moreno, papi loco since '88. I like dance on the low, low, it's in my torso I got fire like some coaches get in my ojos Okay, okay, we don't walk away in my go-jay, no way in my door you hide behind your politics, yeah. you do not want answers, you want arguments, okay, yes, I love the kingdom more than I love my nation, yeah, yes, I love my neighbor more than I love his papers, yeah. okay, okay, stop, stop. still alive. we thought, we thought, we don't, do not, do not, die, coming live from the Citadel, I was made alive in it didn't fail. when Washington failed. still here to Denzel, love, till we live well, we gon' play the role real well, yeah. Camp, One time for the sauce, i Latinos somos ya familia, unidos como nos dice la Biblia Quiero que la gente me suba las manos bien altas para el techo Y si tú eres latino y no te vergüenza Pues date dos puños bien duros para yeah. el techo they still sing when they're living through the anguish uh, Never be famous when you gotta smile for your kids When you know that they're in danger uh, You feel anger uh, Puerto Rico, many bodies never claimed to And when you're looking to your neighbor And you get hatred But they be back for vacation But the people still make it They will never break it Cause we're dealing all with the grace here Be made here been a couple days here See the courageous people that you don't want to migrate in Probably I mean really want to have a God for the nation Cause I see sheep When you say your heart's full, homie, I see eat When I see weak, I pray to God, I see meat Come on One time for the sauce Let the light in, I know that you're tired, mommy you're a fighter, yeah, we just wanna live, I cannot forget, as long as I live, I'll be standing right here, we just wanna live, let the light in, always alive, you will not go.